nothing, and I mean literally nothing, should surprise me any longer about the Dolphins. Yet somehow each week there's one thing that occurs to me where I'm like, wow, I didn't see that coming. They're the gift that just keeps on crapping on you. Ken Levick alive on a Monday here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios. Easy for me to say. Let me redo that. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the Intracoastal in the Phillips Point Towers. And because it's Monday, that means that uh, we have uh, someone who's almost as petty as me hanging out until 1 o'clock, and that is Theo Dorsey. You see him and his smiling face on WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Uh, he is the star of weekends, making sure you get all of your high school football highlights, your college football highlights, your, unfortunately, NFL highlights. Theo, really, really good to, to commiserate with you once again on a Monday. I feel like that's all we're doing now these days. Yeah, it, it seems like almost like a funeral vibe because every <laughs> yeah. single Monday, morning. yeah, it's following a Sunday where it's, yeah. wait, wait, why was the NFL thing such a sad thing for me to deliver to people? Can you remind me again? Because it, it's it's just bad. Most of it's just so bad. None of it brings me joy. The it, Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are the worst. <laughs> You're a Panthers guy. They're not bringing you any joy. Well, you know, at least they got me started. You know, 3-0 in the beginning of the season. I was singing the praises of yeah. the defense. I was, you know, putting my Sam Darnold pom-poms on and then and then Sam How Darnold. How are those Sam out. Darnold pom-poms going? <laughs> Have they disintegrated into dust? How's that happening now? Uh, you know, they're starting to see ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> In true Sam Darnold fashion. So Theo Dorsey here until 1 o'clock. Uh, and, of course, Christina Costanza, Tina home team, for some reason, is back here. Uh, how long are you here with us uh, uh, until? I think today's my my last day for now. Okay, we'll see. We'll see how so the you next force you know. your way back here because yeah. I'm telling you, this is a utopia compared to three o'clock. That's not true. Josh Cohen and the home team, three o'clock. Christina, uh, you can hear her uh, there. I want to talk about surprises today, and they can be both kinds of surprises. You know, Theo, there's the surprises where. You don't see it coming, and you're just sort of strolling along, and all of a sudden, someone does something nice for you. Either A, uh, someone compliments you. Hey, your hair looks good today. Your outfit looks good today. That's a great fit. Or a family member who comes and says, hey, I, uh, I just fell into some money. You need a couple of thousand? All right, now that's never happened to me, <laughs> but I'm hoping that someday that does happen to me. Uh, or the aunt you never met who died, and for some reason you were in her will for like $500,000. Like, that's good. That's a nice surprise, right? Then there's the bad types of surprises, like walking down the street and stepping in dog crap. That's a bad surprise. Uh, like showing up to your home and realizing the punk teenager across the street spray-painted your car. That's a bad surprise. The Dolphins, for me, are like walking down the street, and I'm looking one way at a beautiful rainbow, and then a Toyota Camry comes from behind me and takes out my legs, okay? <laughs> like, that's what the Dolphins have become. They are that surprised. They are the physical injury, didn't see a car coming blindside type of surprise. The Dolphins being the worst team in the NFL... You make a strong case, and I think I can prove that they are the worst team in the NFL. That's the biggest surprise of this NFL season to me. I, in my wildest dreams, and I should not have been surprised, but I did not see this coming. When you have Tua, and we'll get to him like we always do, I won't disappoint you, but when you have Tua and you have a revamped offensive line, 
and you have that high-priced D-line, and you have the highest-paid corner in the NFL in Xavier Howard. You have all of these pieces that won 10 games a year ago. I, in my wildest dreams, could have never even conceived that the Dolphins would be the worst team in the NFL. The offense is lethargic. The defense is completely non-existent. And this isn't the Jets where you have a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. This is an established now veteran coach. This is a team that has a quarterback that has played 13 games. That is a group that has been together for, at its core, three seasons now. It is a team that was coming off of double-digit victories a year ago. Uh, The Dolphins are the worst team in the NFL because of those reasons. There's no excuse for them to be 1-6. There's no excuse for them to be even mentioned in the same breath as the Jets and the Jaguars. Yet, here we are. The fact that you can even make the argument means that they are the worst team in the NFL because of the experience circumstances surrounding them. I shouldn't have been surprised, but man, the the worst team, not bad, but the the worst team Mm. in the NFL. So you think that if we did a college football playoff-style bracket, you put the Dolphins, Jets, let's say Jaguars, and Lions in it, the Dolphins, I guess if you win, you advance. So you think the Dolphins are losing the first round mm-hmm. of that one? Yeah, I think, I think they're, they're bounced. So Dolphins, Lions today, who would you pick? The Lions, because at least Dan Campbell is showing some backbone. He's kicking onside kicks. Uh, two minutes into the game. Yeah. He's going forward on every single fourth down. He's trying to win. The Dolphins, they're still so conservative, mm. and they put themselves in such boring, bad situations where you just wonder, hey, you've lost five in a row. Maybe you should take some risks. I don't know. Just me. <laughs> and so for the, the Lions seem like they're enjoying playing for Dan Campbell, even though they're bad. I don't think this Dolphins team likes playing for Brian Flores right now. Xavier Howard yesterday at times looked like he didn't even want to be on the field anymore he was part of a play where they got torched for 50 yards on a touchdown and it was about 70 percent effort I mean that that is an indictment of the coach what about you what's your biggest surprise of the NFL season my biggest surprise is literally the one that should probably take the nation by storm and everybody's surprised by the Kansas City Chiefs I mean there's no way you could have told me seven games into the season they have a losing record and they got just just washed by the Tennessee Titans. Like, they didn't belong in that game. And I, I wasn't so surprised when they lost to the Chargers, okay? It's an it's a interdivision game. It's Justin Herbert. It was actually a one-score game. Uh, the Bills blowing them out on primetime, a little shocking, but it was a weird game. The weather delay in the middle, you can make excuses about, okay, the line wasn't right, the rush defense wasn't, whatever. But losing to the Titans in a 1 o'clock kick in a game where the Titans had a short week, and Patrick Mahomes having as many interceptions as he has games for the past 16 weeks in a row, like, this is something I never could have saw. They were infallible, and I talked to you about this before. Like, they were joking about going 17-0 and yeah. this year. Yeah. They were like – and people were taking it kind of seriously because it's like they were that infallible team that always found a way. They're down 20 in the playoffs and win games. And to see them just literally look incompetent at times is weird. Let's hear Damian Woody – discuss the Chiefs. He was on ESPN yesterday, and this is Damian Woody's take on what the problem with the Chiefs is. There's a couple things going on with the Chiefs. Number one, defensively, this is a bad defense. They can't stop anyone. But the problem with the Chiefs, Chiefs offense is they turn, they've just turned the ball over. Like we've ne- like This is something that we haven't seen out of the Chiefs since Patrick Mahomes has been a starting quarterback for their unit. 
And so what we saw from the Tennessee Titans today, defensively, their front four got after Patrick Mahomes. D'Amico Autry had two sacks. Bud Dupree, you know, getting his first taste of action. Uh, he had a sack. Harold Landry had another sack. So they really got after Patrick Mahomes. And when you're a bad team, man, these type of things just keep piling on. That's going to really have to continue to resonate for me to believe it. But Damian Woody's right. That the, the Chiefs are a, a bad mm. team. Like they're, they're bad. And you're right. They were infallible. What they've become is the... Uh, the, the the hot shot like 16-year-old music sensation puts out a hit album and then two years later they're in the throes of a meth habit in uh, some <laughs> basement in suburban LA. Like, yeah. They've just completely fallen from grace. They can't do anything right. They need a football rehab. They need someone to step in and say, hey, this isn't right. You need help. And they, right now, I don't know who comes in to help the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes isn't protected, but also Patrick Mahomes has become... Uh, really reckless, yeah. and he's paying for it. He should have thrown like 19 interceptions last year, <laughs> and everyone was dropped. This year, DBs aren't dropping Patrick Mahomes' interceptions. They're you know, bad. Last year, I compared the Chiefs to, and I probably shouldn't have did this because it was it, it, it ended up being true, Tiger Woods on a Sunday. The Chiefs come out in that red on a Sunday, and <laughs> you remember back in the day when Tiger Woods was Close stepping out, on that golf man. course, yeah. and it was an intimidation totally. factor. Totally. And that's probably why they were dropping picks last year. It was like, oh, this is Patrick Mahomes throwing this ball. It must not be for me. Yeah. And now it's like Tiger Woods post, you know, what happened. I'm not talking about post-injury recently. I'm talking about, you know, what happened with the whole th- Thanksgiving Day thing. And then now people are just beating them. <laughs> and they're not afraid of them. The, the Chiefs took a, an eight iron to their rear view yeah. uh, window. That's what happened to the Chiefs. It's, it, something happened. They had a Tiger Woods-esque incident. And now all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden they're Tiger Woods post that. Oh, and they're man. wearing the same red on the Sunday. But it just doesn't have the same The effect. Chiefs went to Perkins and everything changed after that. Uh, so... For me, the Dolphins being the worst, not bad, but the worst team in the NFL, that's my biggest surprise of the season. For Theo, the Chiefs being bad, just bad, that's his biggest surprise of the NFL season. What's your biggest NFL surprise so far in 2021? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Again, 888-760-3776. Your biggest NFL surprise of the season is what? Now, Theo, we're focusing on the negatives here with the uh, Dolphins being the worst team in the league and the mm. Chiefs being bad. But as far as positive surprises go, the Bengals. Mm. The Bengals going from awful to, hey, I think we're a playoff team. Joe Burrow, now that he's healthy, and I crapped on Joe Burrow because I'm pro Tua for my entire life, just shoot him into my veins. But uh, I didn't think that Tua was really out of the conversation with with Burrow from what we saw last year. I thought they were fairly even, and I was wondering why Tua wasn't getting the same uh, treatment that that uh, that Joe Burrow did. But Joe Burrow has come back. He's completely under control. He is protected. Jamar Chase is a flat-out man. man. And that defense going to get FAU's own Trey Hendrickson has transformed that front four into something beastly. They have been as impressive as you're going to find in the NFL. They're a legit playoff team, the Bengals are. They are. And then they had that tight one with the Packers that they should have won had it not been for all those wacky fields. They could be 5-1 and one right now. Or, yeah. what is it, 6-1 and one right yeah. now. Absolutely. It's wild. And, and and you add to that the the Cardinals. I, I mm. thought they were good. I didn't think they were undefeated good. I, I started to believe in them, started to think, hey, they're legit world beaters after they went in and beat the Rams, but now they're just 
taken the hammer to people. And Kyler Murray continues to be a surprise for me. I, I did not think at all that Kyler Murray was going to be something or someone that was going to be able to succeed in the NFL with Kling, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. They're really fun, and they're really good, and they're really potent. And you have the feeling that they're going to be there really deep into the postseason. Yeah, what, they, what they've done with Kyler Murray is surround him with talent on the offensive side of the ball and then make the defense competent and then roll them out there and said, hey, throw the ball around. You got A.J. Green, you got you know DeAndre Hopkins, Andy Isabella, Rondell Moore, Chase Ed- I mean, they have weapons on that offensive side of the ball. And then they have a guy who's as creative as a Russell Wilson running around and throwing some magical pass. He looks great. Yeah. They look like... And they, so we start the season. Everybody's like the NFC West, the best division in the in the conference and whatnot. And everybody had Arizona fourth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're first. Yeah. And they look like they're they're gonna take it. Yeah, I, I don't see I don't see how they get slowed down unless Kyler Murray gets injured. Yeah. Other than that, they're they've already sent the message sending victories. Yeah. They're they're the top option right now in that division. What or who has been the biggest NFL surprise? 888-760-3776-888-760-3776 on social media at ESPN West Palm. Toby Srebnick tweets, I think it's 5-2 and two Cincinnati. It's easy to say Arizona, but Murray's played well before. No one knew to, uh, what to expect from Burrow this season. Chase was not good in the preseason. They're the biggest surprise in a tough division. It's that division, too, that... Yeah, it's a tough. I don't think it's as tough as the NFC West is if you want to compare the Cardinals. But when you look at that division with the Steelers and with the Browns and with the Ravens, the fact that the Bengals have come out of there looking as good as anybody or even better than than some teams. I mean, yesterday was the litmus test. Yeah, and if you can beat the Ravens like you did. And wasn't that in Baltimore? It was. That is insane. So if you can beat the Ravens like you did on the road, then. I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility to say the Bengals are the best team in that division. It's hard to argue against. And this goes back to the Dolphins being the worst team <laughs> in the NFL. Because guess who could have been a, uh, a Miami Dolphin? Jamar Chase. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, if they would have stayed tight at three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Could have been Jamar Chase, who has become a prolific deep threat. Yeah. And this is not anything against Jalen Waddell. Jalen Waddell, again, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He's dependable. He's good. Was he worth the number six pick? Was he worth giving up number three to go down to six? No. And at this rate, the Dolphins are going to give up their number two, maybe even number one overall pick because of that deal as well. And the fact that the Bengals went and got that guy and the Dolphins are stuck with a slot receiver that they don't know what to do with yeah. at all, that continues to compound the problems for the Dolphins. And it's further proof why they're the worst team in the NFL. Like you, you can't look at the Jaguars offseason, at least from a personnel standpoint. You can't look at the Jets offseason and say, oh, they, they, they had a worse offseason than the Dolphins. No. Like now, now that we're seeing the progress report, it's a big fat you. And I know something about it because I got a lot of use on progress reports when I was growing up. What's you? What's you? Unsatisfactory. Oh. (laughs) Unsatisfactory. Tina, were you, uh, did you get in trouble if you brought home bad grades, by the way? I didn't really get that bad of grades. Okay. What was like a bad grade in your world? Like a a D was bad. C's were acceptable. Oh, really? Yeah. C's were acceptable? I would have got slapped across the face. But I. I would have been kicked out of the house. Go go stay in the garage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Greg. C's were okay. Wow. 
I see your parents become, are great. They didn't become <laughs> they okay are. to uh, for my parents until I made them okay. Whereas like I bring a C home every week and it's like all right. <laughs> but you know I what? didn't get a C <laughs> until like high school. I so. love I love Theo tempering expectations. Yeah. <laughs> like for for me, C's were not fine up until college where yeah. then like i was able to convince my parents hey i'm gonna get the degree mm-hmm. like, everything is fine no big deal i'm just living my life where are we going to tina rick and boca raton rick is in boca rick you're on ken levick alive what's up rick hey guys you know no question that the dolphins are dis- are very disappointing but to say that they would lose to the jets i i i, <laughs> I don't think that's true i the jets are just Horrible. The, the Dolphins have got problems, but the Dolphins aren't quite as horrible as the Jets. Rick, are you a, are, are you a Jets fan? No. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, I was just wondering what your expectation was for the Jets. Because I do think that matters. We all have our personal biases. For me, thinking that right. the Dolphins would go and compete with the Bills to the abject horror show that they've become, I think that might be skewing my thinking a bit. But I, you cannot argue that the Dolphins' offseason, especially the draft, the way it turned out, uh, there's no one that touches how bad that ended up being. Well, that's very true. I, I think Ross is in a real, real tough spot here because clearly Chris Greer has to go. I mean, he's lift on too many draft picks, but the problem is when you bring a new GM and they want their own coach. Um, I- I'm not convinced that Flores is, 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 deserves to be fired. No, uh, no. Maybe, he, maybe he does. Maybe he does. But, you know, you're, you're right about Xavier and Howard. It's funny how when guys get paid, the effort seems to drop off in some cases, it right? It really seems I mean, like he's disgruntled past a point where it's going to be tenable. That was very disappointing. You thought everybody was on the same page and appreciate the call, but seeing that yesterday, and again, this is just me and the eyeball test, but that did not look like a guy who is a top-notch corner who's just loafing on a deep ball. That's, yeah. that's just bad. The yeah. optics are not good. If a dope like me is seeing that, imagine what a talent evaluator is actually seeing, you know? 